Hi, I'm Kevin Baldwin. And I'm Eric Vernon. And together we are the law firm of Baldwin and Vernon. And today we wanted to start by talking about uh, workplace privacy. Kevin, <laughs> is there such a thing as workplace privacy? Well, if it ever comes to pass, would you let me know? Because the answer to that question is no. And the problem I see when I talk to folks is they think that if they have a workplace computer or they have a workplace phone or a laptop, that somehow that is theirs and they have a right to privacy. Nothing could be farther from the truth. Everything that you send or receive on a workplace computer, your work email, your workplace phone, or your laptop, or even your iPad, the employer has the right to see it, to hold it, and retain it, and use it against you. So let's talk about that, like, a concrete example, like say Baldwin and Vernon, Vernon issued me a computer and on the computer I have the work email, but then I also go and I have my Yahoo email that I do online. No. And, then, and then Baldwin and Vernon decides to fire me and keep the computer. Can they read all my personal email? Yes, they can. If you have left it on there and used it, they can. Here's the thing that most people don't understand, is if you delete something off a work computer without permission or off a tablet or anything else, you could actually be in violation of Missouri's computer tampering laws. And that's a criminal charge. So you cannot take anything off without authority or a policy that guides it. What we see a lot of is people who think that they have some sort of privacy. We've even had people who have emailed us from their work computers, but using their Yahoo or their Gmail or Hotmail or whatever it is, and suddenly every communication that they had with us, the other side gets to see. The attorneys get to have it, open it, and read it because there is no expectation of privacy on any items provided to you by your employers. That's interesting because in a criminal context, I was just thinking, um, I don't know that there's settled law on this. I think it's still still in the, in the courts of appeals, but if I had an employer's phone and I was accused of committing a crime and the police wanted to um, get a warrant to search the phone, I think they still would. I think the, the going to the, they couldn't get consent to search the phone even though the employer paid for it. I don't think they could get consent to search the phone from the employer. I think they would still arguably need to get my consent or a warrant. Well, the difference of that is it, it depends on the argument and, of course, what jurisdiction you're in. Certain jurisdictions like California might have more expansive, but right. if you're in Alabama, I'm guessing it's not going to be quite as expansive <laughs> because the problem is they liken it to a car. And do you own the car? Like if there's a search of a vehicle, as you know, if you don't own the vehicle, you do not have what's called standing to object to the search or to assert a right against uh, the search of the vehicle. However, uh, you know, if you do have standing, you do own the car, you can say, hey, you can't search this without a warrant. Now, I think a prudent prosecutor, and you seem to run into those a lot, the prudent prosecutors at times will make sure and tag all the bags. They will go and say, hey, you know what? Maybe we could get this, maybe we can't, but why don't we get a warrant? Because if they get that warrant, the evidence becomes admissible. But I think the bottom line, wouldn't you say, is that if you have a workplace computer or workplace cell phone, that you use it exclusively for business. Or if you use it for anything else, be prudent. Don't, you know, don't do anything that you wouldn't want your boss to find out about later on. In fact, that's happened before. We actually had a case that we represented a gentleman who worked for a large governmental institution. Unfortunately, they gave him a uh, laptop that he had to use at various sites. He traveled. But on that laptop, laptop he also liked to view pornography. 
That's right. He would, he would access pornography in different types of pornography. And unfortunately for him, he also downloaded a virus with the pornography. And so that when he took his laptop in because suddenly it wasn't working and took it to the IT department, and the IT department discovered that not only was he looking at pornography, but in the pornography, Trojan horse inside of it was, a, uh, was malware. And so not only did he get fired from the job, but he also got fired for violating their pornography policy. Unfortunately for us, we ended up fighting that for him because he swore to God that he, he did not access any pornography. So we went to a hearing provided by the government because he had a right to challenge his termination. And if you remember, Eric, that was very, very embarrassing. It was. Because when the government showed up and their IT guys, they could show when he accessed it and what he looked at. And there were small snippets of what he had viewed. And I will tell you this, we were five, six minutes into the hearing when he got up and walked out. And he knew at that time he had lost. Not only had he lost, he lost bad and he lost publicly. So here's a bit of advice, folks. If you're going to access anything you don't want your boss to see, don't do it on any item provided to you by your employer. Well, and by the same token, again, in the criminal context, and I'd advise people not to be committing crimes in the first place, <laughs> but because Kevin mentioned the uh, taking the computer to you know the Geek Squad, or you know just last week I had to take my my iPad into Apple to have it replaced. Um, and they and they advise you to wipe it. I mean, Apple does. Apple tells you wipe all that stuff off and send it to us clean. And it's a good idea to do that to follow those instructions because I have had a number of cases where um, the illegal activity is discovered by the IT guy who's repairing a computer that either has evidence of a fraud on it or some illegal pornography on it or something, and they feel obliged to call the FBI. So make sure your stuff is clean your computers and phones are clean before you take them in to to get work done and you never know and you never know i mean i'm not even talking to just people who plan on committing crimes but you never know you know if your kid was doing something on your on your laptop and you didn't know or your neighbor came in which is a big problem right now especially with kids um you know, kids are sending or texting each other called sexting where they send images of themselves. And you might have two 14-year-olds who are sending each other pictures. Uh, one girl sends a topless or a bottomless pic or her in the shower, and the guy does the same thing. They're both 14 years old. Unfortunately, they used your home computer to do it. And suddenly, you're looking at a child porn charge that you had no idea had even occurred. Unfortunately, in those situations, it becomes very public. And while it might be uh, embarrassing, it might also be life-changing and also very costly. So make sure not only to, to guard what you do online, but talk to your kids as well. That's right. So on any computer or pad or any other device, phone or anything, it's a good idea to be circumspect, not to be violating the law, but especially if it's a work-issued computer or iPad and, but there's other things too, especially in the modern age, you have to be careful of social media. People are often like, well, you know, I have the right to say anything I want. I can go on Facebook and I can trash my boss because I have that right. No, you don't. Well, you do have the right. Let me, let me rephrase that. You have the right because the government isn't going to stop you. However, your right doesn't mean that you're right. You're, you're free. Let me rephrase that. Your right to express yourself does not make you... Uh, bulletproof against the consequences of your action. We've had many people call us who have said, well, I 
I post on Facebook, on my private Facebook, that my boss is an ass and I hate my boss. And then I showed up Monday morning and my boss fired me for that. I have First Amendment right. And my response is always, absolutely you do. And you exercise that right and then you pay the consequences of it. Because a private employer can do that. They can fire you if you say something negative against the company for which you work, your coworkers, or your boss. So think to yourself this, if it's not something that I'd want to post and show my boss or hand him that note that I'm posting, then you probably shouldn't be posting it if you want to keep your job. Seems like we could go on for even longer about social media. But the, especially like, uh, you need to talk about the criminal context well, and let, of it. And let's start with, first of all, yes, in the criminal context, you know, the police and the FBI and the prosecutors are allowed to look at your social media. And if you've got it blocked, you know, they may need to go get a warrant, but they can get it. Um, and, and that's not to suggest anybody that gets in trouble or is accused of doing something wrong should go out and delete everything. In fact, that itself might be a crime. That itself might be a crime of destruction of evidence. And in any way, it looks guilty, right? Now you could, if, you, if your Facebook page or whatever social media is, is public, you can go ahead and change it to private so that they have to go get a warrant, but, but you should not be deleting anything. Um, and by the same token, well, when we sue people. In the civil arena, actually, they always ask for a copy of our clients' Facebook pages, social media posts and things like that. They want to see what you've been posting, not just against the employer, but they're also looking to see what you do in your life. Now, by the same token, we do the same thing. There's nothing I like better than looking at someone's Facebook post, especially if they've been accused of being, say, racist or, uh, or uh, sex biased. I look, to, I look at their Facebook posts. Who are they? Do they post a lot of anti-immigrant stuff, a lot of racist material? Are they friends with uh, a white nationalist group? All those things come into play as to whether or not that person has a predisposition to engage in discriminatory actions. And those are, those are fine and dandy for us to get a hold of those and to question them on them. And sometimes they're also admissible at trial, especially if they've come out and they've said, well, I, you know, I don't, I don't have any negative feelings towards African-Americans. And yet you look at their Facebook post and they're part of an Aryan nation and, and they're posting horrible things that involve the N-word. And then you get to question them on it. And it goes to credibility. Credibility is always an issue in the civil arena. And sometimes it's direct evidence. Um, the, the DWI client um, one time who they went and looked at his social media and he said, I hadn't had anything to drink. And there he was that very earlier the even, in the evening posting a, a picture of him and several buddies drinking beer out of the solo cups. Or even worse, that, that case almost went to trial. And what they did have is they monitored his social media. And they did it because they found a friend who had friended him and who allowed them to, to download information from the friend. And the friend has permission. It's published information. And what we were provided prior to trial was pictures of him after the incident, where, by the way, somebody had unfortunately passed away. But you're talking a couple months later, and this individual is seen at parties drinking. And that's one of those things where if you put that in front of a jury after that fact, that's going to be hard evidence to get past. That's right. So that's all we've got for today. Um, join us next time for some more interesting topics. I'm Kevin Baldwin. And I'm Eric Vernon. We'll see you next time.